AFCON 2010. The trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free makes its way to Denver June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager, where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates, not to mention over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new search engine marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate bash, and you have the complete affiliate trade show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. Once again, it's affiliate marketing today with Heiko DePaul. And welcome everyone to uh, affiliate marketing today. Not actually in the mud pit today. We, it was the weirdest thing. It was 50 degrees in the morning and now we got about six inches of snow outside. So uh, actually I'd like to be in a mud pit and maybe get some sun and get some uh, little Florida action going on. But uh, up here in New York we're enjoying the, the joys of winter. With that, uh, let's talk about some mud that actually is in the industry. Our topic today is going to be fraud. Affiliate fraud, merchant fraud, network fraud, and detection of different players within the industry. Um, with that topic, I have to have uh, one of my favorite people in the world uh, on and offline, uh, Kelly Stevens from AffiliateFairPlay.com to help chime in on some of the uh, some of the issues and some of the telltale signs of, uh, of some of the bad people out there so we can all understand a little better and be better affiliate marketers and uh, better within the community. So with that, let me welcome uh, Kelly. Kelly, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Heiko. Thanks for having me back. Oh, my pleasure. You're, you're like mainstay here. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I feel like I call you last minute and come up with ideas and stuff, but... Uh, uh, I know we've been talking about this for a while, and um, some of the things that are really prevalent in our industry that I know both merchants and affiliates really need to get a grasp on is some of the fraud that's out there. Uh, I think the first level that needs to be addressed, uh, obviously other affiliates are looking at other affiliate sites and seeing how they conduct their business and try to move forward. Uh, and compete against their competition uh, for the specific keywords, but we also have to identify, we have to allow them to identify when another affiliate is doing questionable activities. And one of the major things within our, within our industry is most of the policing happens from within, meaning the affiliates themselves report other bad affiliates or, net, or merchants or complain to the, uh, complain to the network. So, being on the front lines, they're the ones who know what's going on more than some of the higher up sometimes. So, Kelly, with that, 
why don't why don't we touch base on some of the things that an affiliate could do to actually correctly identify if another affiliate is doing fraud, i.e. cookie stuffing or some other method of fraud in, in the marketplace today? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple of things that I see that when affiliates are um, out there themselves uh, monitoring and looking for fraud or fraudulent practices, uh, one of the most common ones um, is the cookie stuffing. Um, and basically what most affiliates, I think, will do is they'll just basically uh, visit another affiliate's website and see if they see a network cookie being set. Um, they'll open up their cookies folder and they'll watch to see if the cookie's being set. Uh, there can be a couple of issues with that. Um, if you're just looking to see if a commission junction or a link synergy or a performance cookie or whatever network is involved. Um, winds up on the, on the system. Uh, sometimes there are, you know, uh, image cookies that are being set that have to do with just the tracking of not a sale, but of uh, impressions and or that a graphic was loaded on the affiliate site. So I've seen sometimes uh, affiliates reporting that another affiliate is doing cookie stuffing when they're actually just uh, imaging and impression tracking cookies that are, are what's being set. So they need to try to um, understand the differences between a tracking cookie and an impression tracking cookie, a commission tracking cookie and an impression tracking cookie. And that varies from network to network and then across independent programs, uh, if it's an independent uh, affiliate program. So, so that becomes a little, bit, a little bit more sticky. Some affiliates will... Um, just look to see if they see the merchant's website being opened up automatically in another browser window um, to, for detection. Two problems come in uh, into play if that's what, how they're detecting because, first of all, um, I think that from a merchant's and a network's perspective, when they say cookie stuffing and uh, cookie stuffing in the sense that they may actually take, may take action on, is when it's being, uh, the cookie stuffing is happening in an invisible way where the merchant website is never actually seen. In situations where an affiliate is just automatically opening a browser window to the merchant site, whether or not that's considered uh, out of compliance or a violation of uh, terms of service, becomes very dependent upon who you're intending to report it to. That varies among the networks and it varies amongst uh, the different merchants. And some networks will basically leave it up to the merchants to decide. So if that's reported on and the networks don't necessarily consider a, a violation or they don't, they feel that it's the merchant's responsibility to act upon it and they're probably not going to act upon the complaint, the complaint itself. So the, the two main things, if you're looking at the cookie stuffing, is to know exactly what type of cookie is being stuffed, uh, be, I mean, not being stuffed, being set, and knowing exactly um, what the different networks and merchants' policy is in regards to whether or not the merchant's website is actually being presented to the end user. So would it, would it be safe to say that if a 
uh, let's say I, I'm just going to pick a merchant. Uh, let's just say XYZ Merchant. Do it that way. It's easier. Has a pop-up on their site for a newsletter. And when you're surfing to that affiliate site and you're looking at their merchant page for that merchant, and then the pop-up for joining that merchant's mailing list shows that would be a, a pretty clear example of a, of a stuffed cookie. Really, I mean, it really depends on, on the merchant, um, how they're going to look upon it. I mean, I have in my mind what I consider very definite and distinct bad behaviors, uh, if it, looking at cookie stuffing as a bad behavior that affiliates should, be, should not be engaging in. That doesn't mean that whatever particular merchant is, is who is involved in the situation is going to feel the same way. I think what helps is when um, a, an affiliate reports, whether it's to the network or to the merchant, that another affiliate is engaging in, in cookie stuff and behavior, is that they really document exactly what is, hap- what is happening, the conditions that it's happening under, and don't just say XYZ affiliate is cookie stuffing. It's XYZ affiliate is cookie stuffing and then outlining exactly what if the situation that you just gave, the example that you just gave, and to provide documentation along with, with that allegation of cookie stuffing. Good, good. But would it be fair to assume that that would be a, a violation? Um, I think it would be fair to assume. Um, these I'm days I don't assume. Level. I mean, obviously, <laughs> some merchants do allow uh, do allow for sites to be popped their sites to be popped up uh, when when a an end user clicks through for an, an affiliate page for that merchant. So, uh, but blatantly, where nothing of the merchant shows up except for some coupons and possibly just that that announcement to join their uh, their mailing list that would. Right probably be a clear indicator that they were trying to pop, set the cookie off screen or setting the click, uh, reversing the click for the image tags and saying auto-setting the cookie right. yeah. by, by loading the page that way. Yeah. If you see a, a pop-up, uh, when you're on the affiliate site and you see a pop-up to that's coming from the actual merchant site and you don't see the main page of the merchant site and you see just that pop-up, that's a pretty good indication that there's probably something happening that should not be happening. Good. With that, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about merchant uh, merchant fraud. Uh, we'll identify some of those issues right after we go to commercial break. Need a change of pace? Well, you're at it. WebmasterRadio.fm, your home for B2B. Are you ready to optimize your website's full potential? Well, it's all about positioning. Trusted by search engines for delivering clean and optimized content pages for customers. The trusted feeds industry pioneers at Position Technologies will help you build a solid foundation for creating long-term impact on you and your customers' bottom line. So 
Visit PositionTechnologies.com today and look forward to achieving new heights within the search engines. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch media.com today a rose by any other name would still be the same move over shakespeare you need to differentiate yourself from your competition do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of jupiter media the nhl and lionsgate films among others moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet offering you domain registration hosting domain sales and acquisition services wrap that up with 24 7 support that's your winning Combination, M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages, and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com. Making sure your mother is all And welcome back, everyone, to Affiliate Marketing Today, where our topic is fraud. Uh, We've been covering uh, affiliate fraud and some of the things to identify as uh, as an affiliate to report other uh, questionable activities of your fellow affiliates to the merchants and to the networks. came up with a pretty good uh, assumption on some of them, and remember that there are two cookies set sometimes, one for an image and one for the actual click or the transaction. So remember to, to make sure that you know that there's two cookies set sometimes, document your information, document what happened, and send that along to uh, the appropriate compliance department or merchant. Uh, now we're going to talk with Kelly Stevens from AFP, uh, Philly Fairplay, about merchant fraud. Now, merchant frauds, I mean, once you hear merchant fraud, the first thing that comes to mind, uh, actually we were talking about it here in the chat room about uh, some verticals that are where it's more likely to happen, and obviously there's been some, uh, some, some verticals where there's a lot of skimming off the top. Uh, We've seen it. Uh, we can't document it. Well, well, we can document it. That's that's easy enough. We uh, just make te- test purchases. Uh, but some of the things that we really need to look for uh, when we're doing, uh, looking at merchants and evaluating their a putting them on our sites and b uh, the veracity of of their of their tracking or their their dependence. Their, their, their need to, uh, to stay in compliance with the tracking code. So, because sometimes, and I'll tell you this, people, I've seen it, they don't always keep that tracking code there. And uh, one of the things that really happens, uh, I've seen it a couple of times on merchants that run multiple programs. They load up dynamically generated uh, pixels on, on the same thank you page. So that means, like, if you came in through... XYZ network, it would set a cookie and then tell the server that
that at the end of that transaction, you would see a XYZ network thank you page, uh, thank you pixel, not a thank you page, but a thank you pixel, as opposed to the ABC network. Um, when that happens, there are certain times when things just get lost in the mix. Uh, cookies and things get lost in the cookie stream. Uh, there's always there's a, a bunch of things that come into play. But when we're talking about fraud, we've got Kelly Stevens from Affiliate Fairplay, as I said. And let's talk a little bit, Kelly, if you would, about some of the issues with merchant fraud above and beyond the pixel tracking on the thank you page and dynamically generated or, or even just malicious merchants turning tracking off. Uh, I mean, are there ways to everyday affiliates can can go out there and, and really identify some, some of the merchant fraud? Um, when it comes to the merchant fraud where uh, you're talking with fraud in regards to the merchant not tracking the sales that are supposed to be tracked, uh, the test purchase really is the best way to be able to to document that and to know if it's really happening or not. The thing is to make sure you set up your test purchase in such a way that you're, you're truly tracking whether or not, uh, or assessing whether or not the merchant is truly engaging in behaviors to not track a sale. Um, you, you gave a couple of examples of ways that merchants can do that. Um, and this also kind of goes back to, to affiliates checking, is you need to make sure your systems are set up to allow the technology to behave like it's really supposed to. Um, if, if I'm testing an affiliate site for, for cookie stuffing, um, and this is something that both I've, I've had more, uh, both affiliates do and merchants who are checking on their affiliate base, is, you know, they said, well, I didn't detect anything going on, and I didn't see anything, un, you know, unwayward happening. And they're running, they had their, their own pop-up blocker turned on and never thought about turning it off. So they're blocking the bad behavior. Same thing goes with if you're doing a test purchase. You need to make sure that your system is set up. Uh, if you've um, set your browser and firewall and different, you know, ad blocking uh security measures you may have on your own computer that you have those set to allow the technology and the tracking to happen like it normally should. Um, so you want to turn off, you, know, you want to make sure that you're, you're allowing all cookies to be set and for that tracking to occur on, on, on the merchant's end. And it's to, to go through the whole process of doing the test purchase and when you arrive at that receipt thank you page that you go into your browser and you save a copy of that page uh, and that you view the source code and you look to see if the, the tracking pixel is actually in place as it should be. And then uh, if the tracking pixel is not there as it should be, then, then that's, there's a red flag that there's something happening, that you know, something's not right in, in the tracking process. If the tracking pixel is there, and then you still don't see the cell show up in your account as it should, then, you know, at that point, um, affiliates are so much at mercy of the networks that might be involved or the merchants themselves to say, hey, where did this cell go? Why isn't there? Why, why didn't the cell track? The other thing is to, to, to recognize when you're setting up your testing, is your merchant a merchant that batches, or is it a merchant whose reporting happens in real time? 
Other considerations that may also come into play would be um, some of the ad blocking software out there, like Norton, how Norton blocks certain of the uh, certain of the network URLs on their thank you page, and then merchants having changed the tracking pixel. Uh, actually, one of our members, uh, Drewbert, mentioned that the eBay tracking page, the thank you page, it doesn't have the new CJ code on it. So that could definitely come into factor uh, with eBay leads uh, and sales and registrations coming through or not going through because the end user may have Norton on their machine and not allow that old, Norton would have, would have blocked that old one-by-one one tracking pixel, right? Networks, right, tracking image. Um, you don't want to accuse the, the merchant of intentionally uh, not setting the tracking image on the, on the thank you page as they should be when it's a software application on your computer that actually blocked it. Now, let me ask you this. We have a forum on, on ABEST Web where individuals frequently post uh, its uh, merchant test, uh, test purchases where people actually post, oh, this merchant tracked, this merchant tracked, and, and so forth, or this didn't track. Uh, it's, I think it's a really good system that we have where just randomly someone just goes out there and makes a purchase and sees what happens and actually posts the results of it. But I think, I think there would be some sort of need for something at a higher level um, to really track whether or not, A, cookies are being set, because that's another issue that was being brought up on, on the boards about uh, merchants not actually setting their cookies. And then uh, from that point, the thank you page not having the pixel or having the pixel but not the cookie set, I mean, I really think that there needs to be a, uh, a solid foundation with like, a, like an SOP, if you will, of doing test purchase result uh, tracking, test purchase purchasing, and reporting on, on a regular type basis with like a secret sh shopper type group where we could all have, have the group together and hopefully you, you could uh, help administrate something like that through affiliate fair play. What do you, what do you think about that, Kelly? Yeah, I, I really think, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of factors. One thing is, is, is you put it, the secret sh shopper. Um, certainly, the minute that anyone knows that they're being tested, the validity and the reliability of your test results looking at fraudulent behaviors drops dramatically. Uh, so to have a, a, a group of people um, who are out there doing test purchase, purchases in a very structured way so that the merchant in the network really can't come back and say, you know, everything looks fine on our end, it's tracking, um, it must have been some settings on your computer. Uh, that, as you said, there's a standard operating procedure for folks to follow depending on uh, who a particular merchant is using, uh, either for their network or if they have an independent program, what software they're using and, uh, for their affiliate management or their affiliate program, and how the particular merchant's uh, actual tracking is supposed to work. Uh, when it's being administered correctly. Um, you know, as I said, for merchants who batch, um, we've always known. I mean, that's one of the reasons that, you know, 
when CJ came out and, and you know, that was real-time tracking, it was because prior to CJ, the level of fraud that was happening in independent programs where uh, sales were batched and the amount of room that left for merchants not to re- report sales that actually occurred through and should have been given commissions. And they just, you know, weeded them out and never reported them. So knowing exactly how the merchant reports, having everything set up in very strict guidelines of you do A, B, C, D, um, we know that we have a valid test happening here. This was the results and this is what happened. And having a place for affiliates to come and be able to search and see how particular merchants performed on the test uh, purchases. Right now, it's it, you know, you see a lot of affiliates going and posting on the boards and saying, you know, hey, I'm thinking about joining Merchant XYZ. What what are your results with them? You know, do they track? Do they reverse? Do you know those types of questions? And it's more of a sense of just people's own personal experiences with merchants. Absolutely, absolutely. Other things to look for with merchants, I mean, obviously EPC numbers are very indicative, right? Short. EPCs um, can be, can be. Um, you have to realize that um, because of a lot of the behaviors, if you're looking at a merchant's EPC, um, because of a lot of the behaviors of, let's say, that if, if a merchant partners with a lot of um downloadable applications or they purchase uh, they uh, partner with a lot of affiliate affiliates who cookie stuff you're going to see you know for me the EPC, the EPC of that merchant uh, maybe isn't as is, is reliable isn't indicative as it really should be for affiliates you know uh, another affiliate just looking at that number to really base the decision off of interesting interesting so it, it really, when you're doing merchant fraud evaluation and seeing if they would be a good fit for your site and for you to partner with, EPC is, isn't, isn't a solve-all. It's actually doing research and saying, okay, who are they affiliated with, looking at some of their, mer- looking at some of their affiliate sites uh, and seeing, you know, like just typing in whatever the merchant name is and coupons or, or whatever and seeing what their affiliates' behaviors are would be really indicative of what that EPC really should represent, meaning who they're partnered with yeah. and what, what tactics they, they actually allow and what they're doing. And so if they go around boasting they've got a $7 EPC, it could be as good as a, an $80 EPC, but because of the fact that they're dealing with other questionable activities, it probably wouldn't be the equivalent of an $80 EPC. We'd probably be the equivalent of about a $3 EPC. I mean, I think you, you and I both have talked to merchants um, who were very, who tried to be very diligent with their programs. And someone has slipped in under their radar and has completely trashed their EPC in, you know, a 24-hour period by sending them 20,000 impressions with, with no conversion and not one cell, and it completely tanks their, their overall EPC, you know, within their program. And, you know, so other affiliates looking at that merchant will see, you know, maybe 
$2 EPC, you know, EPC for that merchant, and it's not really reflective of you, that, that merchant's program. Would it be safe to assume, though, if there's a very high EPC, let's say like a, like a $70 EPC or a $60 EPC, that, that merchant probably would be clean and would be a... Uh, uh, would be a diligent affiliate manager running the program? I think that you need to take EPCs um, in, in context. Uh, I think that you should take them as a guideline. Uh, if you have a, a, a merchant who has a $70 EPC, uh, what's the going prices on their websites for product? Um, you know, ask the merchant, what's your average ticket price? And still, look and see, um, you know, what the, who, who or some of the other, you know, partners or who else, what other affiliates are promoting or promoting this merchant. Um, you know, if you're seeing a $70 APC, in reality, that merchant's APC, if the program was completely clean, might be a hundred dollars if if the, if the stats were truly reflective, um, and the commission's going where they should to, to affiliates. Now, seventy dollar EPC merchant, you're probably still going to earn money with. So then it becomes up to the affiliate of are they going to be making enough money with that that merchant that regardless if there's bad behaviors going on, is it still you know? what their check will be at the end of the day. I mean, a lot of affiliates view it that way. With my check, you know, what's that dollar amount that I get, and that check comes every month to me, and how much is that dollar amount? Good. Some really good good, uh, good insight there, and really tearing apart EPC and, and looking at where to go with it and what to, what to help evaluate merchant fraud. Really good. Really, really good. Uh, with that, let's take a break. Uh, just remember, people, to advertise here on Webmaster Radio, even during our show. Yes, we'll even let you do that. Please contact Brandy at webmasterradio.fm. Uh, just log on into uh, webmasterradio.fm and just uh, click on the advertise button. Go for it, people. Uh, Got to keep on providing this great content for you, so please support our shows. Uh, with that, we'll take a quick two-minute break. We'll be right back. Boxer shorts or blazer? Come dressed as you are at webmasterradio.fm. Merchants offer your customers a billing solution with zero chargeback risk. Introducing DuoCash. DuoCash. And the revolutionary card that's just like using cash on the net. No credit card or bank account required. DuoCash is available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at DuoCash.com. So ensure your customer's online experience anywhere they see PayByCash.com or DuoCash. And don't leave money on the table. Sign up with DuoCash, the official prepaid shopping card of the internet. DuoCash. 
Attention webmasters, wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp, just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. Add at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our co-branded referral program. Genie knows how to deliver results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Proud sponsor of the Webmaster World. There's a lot of webmasters out there, and they all have traffic to send you. For them to send you traffic, they need to know who you are. Want to reach them? Heck, you need to reach them. To reach them, you need to be where they are. You need to speak their language. You need to tell them how you're all going to make money together sending traffic to your sites. Webmaster Radio is the place to reach them. Webmaster Radio is the place where webmasters, affiliate programs, and internet businesses come together to learn, share, connect, and do business. Use banners? Buttons? Sure, you've got those here. But if you want to put out the message that not only tells them what you do, but the spirit of your company, Webmaster Radio is the place. We'll put out a professionally produced radio spot that can be informative, entertaining, even silly. It'll get your message out to the Webmaster community. And hey, we'll all do more business. Webmaster Radio, where everybody learns to make more money. Are you ready to optimize your website's full potential? Well, it's all about positioning. Trusted by search engines for delivering clean and optimized content pages for customers. The trusted fees industry pioneers at Position Technologies will help you build a solid foundation for creating long-term impact on you and your customers' bottom line. So visit Position Technologies today and look forward to achieving new heights within the search engines. Tulsa to Tunisia, Boston to Bogota. All united through webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back everyone uh, to Affiliate Marketing Today. We've been uh, discussing different levels of fraud, uh, how to identify it, how to look out for it, ways to identify whether or not it is fraud, looking at EPC figures, looking at, uh, at contracts to make sure that merchant or network allows you or doesn't allow you not to pop up the merchant site. Um, some really good stuff here today. Uh, to get to the next level, network fraud. There are certain companies out there that really, I don't know, networks... Being a network, it's really hard to de detect fraud. Yes, they have all of the information to identify most of most of the people and most of the companies, most of the activities out there. But when there are so many different screens and so many different levels and ways to mask and do things, not saying that any any of our listeners do any of that stuff, but uh, I'm just saying that there's so many different ways, and we're going to talk about one company. Uh, we're not going to mention the company's name, uh, but when you hear this story, it's it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. With that, I'll, I'll let Kelly go a little more further in depth on this company. Um, yeah, and I, I'm not going to mention the name because this is a company I'm still uh, documenting right at the moment. Um, I started noticing some activity on my test computer. And uh, at the time, I had several applications uh, installed on the test computer uh, through drive-by installs. And um, 
it took me it took me about three weeks to track down what actual files were on my computer that were causing the behaviors I was seeing. Um, because none of the, the at the time none of the uh, anti spyware removal applications were detecting this particular um, application, and most of them still don't. I, um, like I said, I was finally able to um, isolate the application, the files that were behind the behavior, and through that I was able to finally see who the actual person was, uh, or who the company was uh, that was doing this. And basically what they were doing is, um, because the application functions as a browser helper object, there's no exe file that runs, uh, so if an end user or someone was to pull up task manager to see active processes, they're not going to see anything there that they shouldn't see or, or that, you know, is going to flag them. I don't know what this application is running on my computer. This application also doesn't uh, ever do pop-ups. And all of their revenue is generated through affiliate marketing. That is, they're not, it's not... Um, advertising, you know, straight advertising deals through an ad agency like DoubleClick or anything like that. Um, and basically what they, they will do is any URL that hits the browser window, no matter where that traffic originated from, they will redirect very quickly, redirect in the same browser window back to the merchant site through their own affiliate tracking code for that merchant. So... The end user, really, unless for some reason their computer is just having a really slow connection, will even really see that anything suspicious is going on on their computer. If uh, I start off with a fresh browser uh, session and just do a direct type into the merchant, they will actually intercede prior to the call going out from the end user's computer and replace that call with their own affiliate tracking code. And they will also forge, well, on any of their redirections, they will forge the HTTP headers and put in a refer that makes it appear that the traffic originated from their website. As I documented all this and I reported it to the networks, um, there's no way to say that this is anything but fraudulent behavior. And the this person was terminated from um, all the networks that I contacted them, terminated their relationships with this particular company. And still had the software on my computer, and then I started seeing that, um, you know, behavior was still happening, and it was just new, new domains and new affiliate IDs that were showing up within a very, you know, matter of days uh, of being terminated. And as I've investigated further, thus far I have found close to 18 separate corporations associated with this, this one company and this one uh, parasite. Um, each time that I find it, that, that you know, they they just start running it through a new account and a new corporation. I reported it to the networks, and they terminate them again. Um, and this, you know, is it like this is the only uh, person out there engaging in this type of behavior and utilizing this type of technology and this type of of software? 
this type of behavior is something that's, you know, from a network perspective is, you know, much more, really truly is much more difficult to identify and to track. Um, I have found websites associated with these guys that have seen them running their links now um, through a website that is a charity-based type, uh, instant type website that looks extremely professional, that has no references whatsoever to uh, utilizing a software application to drive traffic, that is under a complete completely different corporation name, um, you know, and in those situations where it's a registered corporation, that's the entity that the checks are going to be being made out to by networks or merchants, and, you know, there's, there's absolutely nothing to, to flag, necessarily flag networks and merchants that there's bad behavior, you know, happening here. Um, this company also has one of their remarks one of their many corporations, they put out um, a uh, ad blocking software. Part of the installs, no matter where you get the, their, their applications or, or installed from, is this ad blocking. And I started noticing um, network cookies being blocked, um, except when the, on, on my test computer, ex- and, except when the traffic originated through their own affiliate tracking IDs. Um, you know, so this type of situation really, you know, as much as, as I'm screaming the loudest at the networks, you guys need to monitor better, uh, you know, you need to take care of, you need to clean your house, you need to know what's going on in your house. When you start seeing um, people engaging in this type of behavior, it becomes, you know, really is more difficult um, for, for the networks to monitor. Someone like myself or someone like Ben Elderman, you know, we can install these uh, applications on the test computer and we can document and we can go scream bloody murder when we find behaviors happening that we feel shouldn't be. That's not a realistic approach with literally hundreds and hundreds of applications, uh, probably in the thousands now, being out there um, for the networks to have all these different applications on their systems at any point in time and consistently monitoring exactly what the, these applications are doing and how they're particularly behaving within the marketplace. Eighteen registered corporations. How is LinkShare's proposal of Project Athena going to address that? Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly the specifics of how that system is going to work. Um, I, I know that, you know, what LinkShare has told me in the past is they're very concerned about these these types of multiple accounts um, with affiliates, you know, having so many basic, uh, so many different um, entities, uh, corporate entities that they, they can operate under. I know that there's some third party that is verifying or supposed to is my understanding. Again, I'm not. I'm not sure. Of this uh, I've never have not been told the specifics myself. But um, 
you know, if there's something that's going into place that can check, you know, and, and verify true identities and, and, you know, a corporation is a matter of public record, at least, you know, within the United States, if they're, and this particular company is incorporated, all the corporations I've found so far is within the United States, um, that's public record. So, um, you know, I was able to track and make, you know, an actual name of, of people and make that connection between all these different uh, corporations. So if they're bringing in a third-party corporation that's able to do that, I think that's going to be a good thing and should help to, uh, you know, to curtail some, some of these types of activities. Um, you know, when, when they actually do and networks are actually taking a stand against some of these, these fraudulent behaviors and these guys just keep coming right back into the programs. Interesting. Interesting. So bottom line is I wanted to try to do a show about some of the basics of affiliate marketing, you know, from you get a data feed, how do you work it, how do you do this, and how do you make it go? To even talking about selecting hosts and going through criteria is there. Kind of weird that we got to talk about all the bad stuff, because the bad stuff is really what's prevailing in our industry today, people. The fraud on all levels, and it's got to be addressed, and it's got to be addressed now to ensure that you can make money tomorrow. I don't mean to belabor this stuff, but most of the people listening to the show already know how to do some sort of SEO, how to cut and paste some links, or even how to mess around with a data feed. And if you don't, there's enough resources. Just type in, you know, data feed forum, and you can Google, boom, and get right to my data feed forum. Type in programs that do data feeds, and you're good to go. But there's, and, you know, then there's the SEO questions, and and Big Jake and, 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 and Oil Man, they're, they're, they're geniuses with that stuff. Absolutely. My thing, my show, is about affiliate marketing. And our, the state of the industry today is pretty bad. And if you just continue turning, turning your cheek and saying, oh, okay, well, I'm still converting at whatever, it's not good enough. It's not good enough because you're losing money. There's fraud out there. Do a test purchase. Contact merchants and say, hey, merchant, you really allow this? Contact networks and say, hey, what's going on here? Support Kelly. Support Affiliate Fairplay. Support these people who are helping to clean up the industry to make sure that you'll be able to earn again tomorrow and the next day and the next day and moving forward. With that, I'd like to thank Kelly, our special guest once again, who... Uh, is not only a, a great friend, but a great mind in the industry and someone who's really, really brought about a lot of change uh, and awareness. Kelly, thank you for being with us today. Any closing, any closing remarks for the show? Oh, but no, thank you for having me here. And, um, yeah, I, I really hope that one day we're sitting here talking on the show about uh, things like how affiliates can better promote their own their own websites and how much more money they're making and how much better their conversions are than talking about the, the fraud and a lot of the practices that are happening in the industry. I've been around long enough in affiliate marketing to remember when what the conversion the, the average conversion rate across the board 
used to be for affiliates with their merchants. Me too. Sad. With that, do something, people. Be proactive. Make sure you're making money again tomorrow. Take care. God bless. Be well.